0: This is Misty Jane, and you're listening to Backroom Beauty Talks, a real, raw, and unedited podcast that helps uplift the hair industry one stylist at a time. Hello there, friends. Today, I'm talking with Gina Bianca, and I'm noticing a trend this season A lot of my conversations that we're having, um, we're hairstylists. We're all hairstylists. We're all in the industry, you know, together because we all share this passion. But a lot of the conversations that I'm having really aren't necessarily about hair. Yes, we're hairstylists, but that is not our life. We're still humans at the end of the day. And with this conversation, it is one that means a lot to me. Um, I learned a lot about Gina talking with her in this hour and, um, it means a lot to me because, uh, mental health and addiction are something that are close to me personally. So I really hope that you enjoy this conversation and I believe that talking about things outside of our industry are just as helpful because we are not what we do. At the end of the day, the people that are standing behind those chairs, we're humans, And this is a perfect example of real, raw, authentic human talk. So once again, please enjoy. Hi, Gina. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for taking the time to come talk to me today. My
1: pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: Tell the listeners um, who you are if they don't already know.
1: Hi everybody! Um, thank you for spending your time with us this morning. I know that time is a big, unrenewable resource. We don't get any more time, so I'm really glad that you decided to spend a little bit with me, um, so I could share my story with you. Um, if you don't know me, my name is Gina. Um, I hang out on Instagram pretty much. That's where I have the most of my followers, where I share the most of my content for you guys, and. I've been a hairstylist for over a decade, and I'm a two-time salon owner. I've owned an employee-based salon and a booth rental salon, so I am very experienced with all of the salon ownership and business stuff, mainly from doing it. Um, Today, as I sit here, I'm wearing my GBH, my first salon hoodie. I feel like it's like I'm representing my business school. That's where I learned everything is through experience, and my passion is to really, um, teach and share and um help others to elevate the beauty industry. You know, I really want to help all of us uh grow, make more money. I want to answer your question. Um as a mentor for the beauty industry. So, you know, as of late, I've been really trying to put myself out there, share my story and add value anywhere I can because I know times are hard. You know, you're listening to this at the end of 2020 or whenever you're listening to this, we're recording this at the end of 2020 and um times are tough. And I really just want to share with you guys and be uh, a resource for you all. So that's who I am right now.
0: (laughs) Now, have you always been uh, an educator? Like, have you always wanted to help people like, like even before you got behind the chair or anything, or was it just something that kind of came with time?
1: Well, I decided I wanted to be an educator when I opened my first salon, Gina, Bianca hair, and I trained right out of beauty school. So that's where I started teaching people because I would teach people right out of school, like how to hold the comb, how to hold the blow dryer, how to talk to their guests. I would help my stylists break down pricing and I become very well known for pricing. And I believe I'm qualified to talk about pricing because I have done freaking everything when it comes to pricing, price <laughs> increase, tiered pricing, everyone, the same price, hourly pricing, membership pricing. Like I've done done everything with pricing and, um, I, watching my artists start out brand new and, you know, helping them through their journey. I build six figure stylists all day long. That's like what I do. And just the valid, the, it, not validation, but I guess validation, it's really like, uh, rewarding. I mean, it's so rewarding to help somebody have a beautiful career. And it's something that I love. And, um, when I had my first salon, it's employee based. So it was a lot of work and. You know, I was so passionate about teaching and my Instagram blew up. So I'm t- traveling, teaching everywhere. And then I decide, you know what? I want to teach full time. So I close my employee base. I opened rental and that salon is all about education. So I guess becoming an educator just kind of happened through experience. Like everything, my first salon is my college. That is my right. education, you know? So I learned a lot there and that's where I kind of found my passion.
0: Now, do you feel like, um, when you have, when you're teaching people, especially people that are in your salon, cause I'm, I reach out to education a lot, but like, like experience is obviously like getting your hands dirty is where you really learn. Um, where, where do you feel like people's biggest fear is like, like when, say when they come to the network, which is an absolutely beautiful salon. If you have not been, I highly recommend it. I have been for a class. It was wonderful. Um, but like, have you gotten a lot of people that have not been independent stylists walk in the door
1: to my classes?
0: No, to like, to work there. To work
1: there. Yeah. A lot of people. So it's crazy because you like my rent is very low. For Mm -hmm. where we're at. And like other salons in my area are charging so much for rent. But my big thing is, I have a lot of space and a lot of chairs. So I attract all different kinds of people. And the people at the network are very diverse. I've got stylists who work full time and they're like baller hair colorists who are just lived in color, $300 ticket, savage colorists. I've got the part time with two kids. I've got the stylist who's bread and butter, been doing hair 30 years and just kills it doing, you know, the things that she does. I've got a barber now, um, you know, all, all, all people different. And a lot of them came from rental function, from, from employee base, and they were scared. But the mm-hmm. thing is, is like for them, the big fear is like just the taking action and doing it. And once you decide you're going to do it, it's over. You know what I mean? You don't have to worry anymore. It's like the moments of indecision where we're like, should I do it? Should I do it? Those are what hold people back. You have to just decide because at the end of the day, you can always go work at anywhere else. And at the end right. of the day, you can always get a part time job while you're building. You can always work at Starbucks while you're building. You just have to stay humble. But I always tell people why I work at Starbucks, just work on your marketing. Right. You know what I mean? And if you really break it down, if you really break it down. It's my rent is two thirty a week, right. Right now it's going up now that I'm full. We just, we just rented the last station yesterday. Awesome. So 16 chairs rented, which I'm so proud of. And now everyone's going to be like grandfathered in with that price. It's going to go up for new people. Um, but you know, my rent is low for what we offer. We all, we offer education. We offer like so much there. But, you know, well, as fear. Far as making it happen, like the weekly, the, the money is not the thing. Right. It's like dropping everything, starting a new venture, and going all in and betting on yourself. I feel like that's where people, and, and not deciding and like being wishy washy. I feel like the strongest people can make a decision.
0: Fear has been the topic, I feel like, um, on the last couple of podcasts that I have recorded with people. That is the one thing that has come up and and that and the stories that we tell ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, because half of the time when you want to do something, you're talking yourself out of it most of the time, you know? Well, your and, brain
1: is wired to protect you. Your right. Your attention- ass brain. <laughs> it's going through like everything that's ever happened to you in your life. So like right. I have a history of trauma. So for me, anytime something comes up, I have this filter. So all information comes through my filter and I perceive it the way I'm going to perceive it. Someone who doesn't have trauma might not perceive it that way. Right. So it depends on who you are really. And then your brain is just saying like, okay, we have to stay safe. So this is the reason we shouldn't do it because all of this has happened in the past. Right. You know, I've been screwed over so many times in business and like my brain is like literally sometimes says like, you're either with me or against me. You can't trust this person but like my brain will say all those things, but I have to be like, you know, you have to be stronger than your thoughts. Is it hard for you to trust people? Eh, right now? No. In the past, I have to tell you, I was a very different person a year ago. It was a very different person. I was like, I'm never having employees. Like I'm in this, like, you know, I was very like jaded, right. You know, because business is lonely, you know, and I have everything on the line. You know, I was telling you before we started this, like this year, like, and I've said it on a couple other podcasts, like, you know, this year I am struggling too. And I'm, you are not the only one. If you're listening to this and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like this year sucks. My business is shit right now. You guys, I also am struggling. The people, and you only see the highlights. That's why I don't really post a lot about my personal. You know what I mean? I'm not going to post pictures of my car and all this shit. You know what I mean? I post education. I post value because I'm not going to sit here and make people feel like shit.
0: Right. You know, yeah. I'm
1: struggling to a lot. The most successful people you see, they're struggling. People are sick. People are dying. People are broke.
0: You know, I, I,
1: I get it, you guys. So you're not. Yeah.
0: So moving into the, um, education aspect of the hair industry is, you know, new to me this year. And it's funny because I get messages from people. Anytime I say like, you know, I've had a hard day or whatever. Oh, but you're so confident and you're, you know, blah, blah, blah. No. Like even before this podcast, my hands were like this, like I did like three nervous peas. Like it, it, it's scary. And I've cried more this year than I've cried in my entire career. And, and it's great that people think that, you know, the people that I don't have a large following, but the people that are putting themselves out there, um, you know, are so strong and, and, you know, can do like all these things, but, but we're just regular people. Like (laughs) Mm -hmm. we're regular people that put, you know, things on our plate that, that scare us even more, you know, so. And maybe
1: I can share something, um, you know, for, for you too, if you're open, Like with what you're doing with the podcast, with the business and like with everything, it's like the best advice I ever got. And this is like when I was on my plane to rehab, I was watching Ali and he says in the movie, he says he got advice from like John Lennon or something. And he was like, the more real you get, the more unreal it's going to get for you. And in the last, like since 2016 on social media, the trend has been perfect. You have to be perfect. You have to, sh- you, your, your caption has to be perfect. Your hashtags have to be perfect. Your grid has to be perfect. Your how you talk has to be perfect. Perfect, 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 perfect. So you could fit on all these pages, all these brands. And so you can get it featured or whatever the trend going forward is being you, right? That, that is it. It's like literally people are done with perfect. And what I've learned, the more real you get, the more unreal it's going to get. And that's the advice I give to anybody who's doing anything in life because you're put on this earth to be who you are. Right, you're put on this earth to do something special. Like you're, it's already planned out for you, in my opinion. It's already planned out, and you can't do what you're supposed to do if you're busy trying to be somebody else. And I know that it's like, be who you are. Everybody else is taken. Facts. You know what I mean? That's like a corny little quote, but it's facts. And then another one: be who you are, say what you feel, because those who mind don't matter, and those who matter don't Don't mind. mind. Yeah, that's like Dr. Seuss. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. Facts that those quotes, I like would listen to those and be like. Like, you don't even pay attention to it. But, like, those quotes that you hear every single day, if you trace them down to your core beliefs, like, Mm -hmm. it's the truth. Like, those things, and people don't even listen. They just go over their shoulder and they're focused on the phone.
0: Well, do you feel like, because I know for me, I've always felt like I was real, right? Like, I've always felt like, well, I know who I am and I'm being who I am. But, like, as you get into different spaces, you have to grow and you change, not change who you are, but you realize who you are a little bit more. So do you feel like, um, having more of an open mind internally helps with being quote unquote real or authentic?
1: I just think you should take care of yourself. Yeah. You know, and put yourself first and, and to me, like getting on this call, like I was downstairs watching TV, snuggling up, change. I drink so much coffee now. Um, (laughs) Made my break. I'm just like chilling. I came up. I was like, oh shit, interview. Like two minutes ago, I pulled my laptop. Like I'm not even nervous because I know I'm meant to have this conversation with you or we won't be having it. it. And I know that if I plan too much, if I go too crazy with it, then I'm not going to talk from my heart. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not saying don't prepare, but I'm saying like I've gotten- I, I would in the past, I would prepare for this for hours. I would be stressed about it like what if she what if I say the wrong thing when I was podcasting before i- st- I, I had to take a break because I was so perfectionist about it, and I was so nervous, but now I just know that like i'm going to speak from my heart, I know who I am, I take great care of myself now, and like I know that whatever I say and do is from a great place. It's not from a place of fear. It's not from a place of like scarcity. It's not from a place of like trying to be better. It's not from a place of trying to be famous, not from a place trying to say the right thing or sell something. It's just like, I'm meant to I'd be on this podcast, share my story with you guys and the people listening, they're gonna take it or leave it. They're gonna love me. They're gonna hate me. I don't really give a fuck at that right. at this point, you know, because why? You know, just as many haters watch my videos as people who love me, great engagement. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so it's just, it is what it is. And, and, you know, I, I had to get over trying to be perfect. And that's when I say like, the more real you get, the more unreal it's going to get because when you're trying to be perfect, you're not yourself. Cause there's no such thing.
0: Right. Well, I've always been drawn to you because I've always felt like you have been authentic. I obviously don't know you personally. So, you know, for all I know, it's a big, you know, a, a big um, show, but I don't think it is at all. And um, I, it was really excited to talk to you today because I knew that we would get into something a little more like not so surface level. So let's chat about rehab.
1: Yeah. So I just got back um, in October. I was like, not Okay. Like I I had like a mental breakdown. Nobody knows. I, I look perfect online. I was like literally posting like just normal, doing my stuff with Joyco and I love Joyco. I've been working with them for a year now and I hope to continue that relationship for a very long time. I love to work with Joyco. Um, but this year with the business, with my education business, like I built my education business over the last two years to a lot of money. Right. Like I built my business to, I was like, holy shit. I built this and I built my business from Instagram and training assistants. And then I would arrange the tour. I would sell the tickets. I would book the event, the book, the salon, you were doing everything, everything. Nobody helped me. Okay. I had someone carrying my suitcase. That's right. the help I had Carry Help me carry my suitcase and help me make sure I get on this plane. Like it makes sure I wake up help me set up the you know what i mean but there was no one help i built this business and my business came crumbling down i'm down 80% right you know so the hard part about that was watching everything crumble the financial stress um the unhappy customers that i can't i i canceled the event going to rescale 50 times and contact 50 times. I'm going to cancel it. I gave everybody like this beautiful virtual option, which is 10 times what they would have learned in person. It's just, everyone wanted to meet me. So it was like, it was just really hard. And like for a small business, like I'm a small business watching that all crumble. Um, plus I was having a lot of problems with my family. I was having a lot of personal stuff go on. Um, a lot, like it was it was twenty nine years of shit coming to twenty twenty, and I started going to a therapist, and then once you start going to therapy, you know the wound's cut open yes and i 'm like over here playing forty hours of cooking diary because i can 't like even I can't even make a decision. I'm trying to podcast, whatever. But like the big problem is, is that I was smoking so much weed. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about like, let's smoke a joint. I was like, um, I had my medical marijuana card, which I don't know. I don't agree that I should have had it. Right. I don't agree that I should have had it because I don't have PTSD. Um, PTSD is vivid flashbacks. I have a lot of trauma. I need therapy. I needed therapeutic work. Were you trying to suppress
0: it through, through weed and work? Like, like if I'm busy and my mind is like fogged, like I don't have to think about it basically.
1: hundred percent. I have a lot of addictions. Like I have many, many, it all stems from not knowing how to manage stress. Like I never learned how to manage stress ever. My family, uh, we had a lot of domestic violence and growing up and a young, my fight or flight was on all the time. So a normal thing could happen and it will stress me to the over the top. And even when I was owning my first salon, little things would happen and I'd be like, so perfectionist about it because I was scared. Um, but I'm kind of bouncing around a little bit, but I was at the point where I was taking, um, if you've ever eaten an edible, usually people have like a 10 milligram edible. I was taking 180 milligram pills
0: and you were functioning.
1: Uh, Okay. So the worst, there's no better or worse, but the worst kind of addict, high functioning addict, nobody checks on you. Like, I I never made the plan to kill myself. I would never kill myself, but I was thinking about like, I don't want to be alive. Right. You know what I mean? And I look perfect to everybody. Everyone's just like, you're, you changed my life. And I'm just like, I love you. You have no idea. I want to, I'm like, I don't know if I can keep going is what I'm thinking to myself. And I just would never ask for help. Like I would just, I was asking for help for 20 years. I just did not know how to ask with my words. Right. I didn't know. I was chain smoking cigarettes, binge drinking. When I drink, it was like the fuck it point. And I would drink and drive. I've almost killed myself many times. I'm so against drinking and driving. I like literally cringe and want to throw up with the amount of times I put my life and other people's lives at risk behind the wheel. And it was like, you know, you get away with it one too many times. And then one day it's fucking over. And I'm just so against drinking and driving, like so against it. Yeah. And well, nowadays with Ubers
0: do, and shit, like it's it's like-
1: People still do it though. Oh yeah, I'm, all the time. I Uber, I have enough money for an Uber. Right. I'm still, I'm still, you know, and I say that vulnerably with you guys and I hope that I'm not like super judged on it, but it is what it is. Like I was either, I was high every day for two years. I- was not sober once for two years and it was to the point of like a lot. Like I would take 60 milligram, uh, THC oils. When I woke up, Mm -hmm. rip my pen all day, I would smoke a joint in the morning. And then all day long, I'd rip my pen, rip my pen, rip my pen. And then I would take a pill at night. Right. I, it's all a blur and then um it came to a point where my fiance he's the freaking best person in my life like he never made me feel like a piece of shit addict like he never made me feel bad or dirty or awful you know he just was always like i love you i just want you to be happy and he came to me with like love care and concern which is like what i needed and then one day i looked him at his face and we had gotten into an argument cause I couldn't find my pen. I couldn't find my pen and I was about to go um, do something. And he was just like, but you love to do this. He's like, you don't need it right now. And I, I flipped out on him. I was like, you don't understand how I feel. Like, you just don't understand. Like I'm doing this to not feel horrible. I'm not doing this to feel good. I'm not doing this to get high. I wasn't high. I was literally like, I'm doing this to not want to die. <laughs>
0: Right. Right. Did you feel like losing the pen was like, at that point, at any point at that point, did you realize like that it was controlling you? Okay. So the funny
1: thing is, is that I was in intensive therapy with my, not intensive therapy. And we were talking about a lot of stuff. Like I was raped when I was in high school. All this shit is coming up, coming up, coming up. And I look at my therapist and I'm just like, I need a break. I'm like, I need to get out of here. I need to do, I need to do something to, to get through this. Like, I I'm, I'm going to lose my mind. And she was just like, well, I'm glad you said something. I have the perfect place for you to go call this number. Right. I called the number. And from that day for two weeks, they would not stop. They would not leave me alone. They were just like, you need to be here. We have a space for you. Um, they were explaining everything for me and, um, I took like their whole intake thing and they were just like, you need to be here. Right. This is not going to go away. And I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't have the money. Um, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. My insurance wouldn't cover it. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, my mom helped me. And God gave me PPP, PPP paycheck protection. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know how I got qualified for it. Cause when I closed my old business, I shut down the LLC and started two new LLC. So I had no business history. I got no aid from the government. Right. You know, I kept all my people, I kept my people employed. I did everything I could, but I was out of money. Like I couldn't just leave my business. And then I was on a plane. Right. And I was gone for six weeks. I had no phone. I lived with 10 girls and I had three roommates.
0: How was Dang. that for you, especially in at a, first?
1: In a psychiatric hospital. Yeah. Um, it was inpatient treatment. And I had no intention of stopping smoking and drinking when I got there.
0: Really? So I thought, no. Uh, so I, what What were you thinking? Were you just like, I'm just going to do this and see what, like.
1: I was thinking this is a four seasons yoga retreat. <laughs> that, you know how you're talking about the stories we tell ourselves? yes
0: you Had a very positive one, at least.
1: <laughs> that is the only way, Missy. I would get on, my, on that plane,
0: right? Yeah. My
1: brain was protecting me from going back to the life from staying in that life. I, I was telling myself crazy story. I was just like, I, I listened to one YouTube review of the place, and um, I was just like, oh yeah, th- I definitely it, it said like the schedule, it said the schedule on like the best day, right. <laughs> you know, I was just like, this is exactly what I need. It's like, and it was 40 hours of therapy a week. Right. So imagine going to therapy once a week. I was in therapy for like 36 hours a week.
0: Well, you're forced to, you're forced to um, literally sit down with the things that you've been trying to avoid for years.
1: Yeah. And you know, you're sharing it with people and you're connecting with people at a whole different level. The people I met in treatment are like my best, you know, I just will never know anyone like them. Do you right. Know what I mean, yeah. And, you know, so I was there and, um, I was there, I was, I was fully in it. I fully committed. I fully surrendered day one. I was just like, all right. And the funny thing is I had no weed cravings. Oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't crave it. I didn't miss it. I was fucking rocked when I got there though. Like I was rocked. When right. I, the plane, I was like,
0: <laughs> like looking for like something in your bag. Like, <laughs> yeah, I had stuff in
1: my, I brought stuff uh, with me. I was like, I'm yeah, I'm going to get rocked. I had like five glasses of wine on the plane. I got there and I was just like, damn, I'm here. There's no, like, there's no, I can't even describe unless you've you know what I'm talking about, unless you've experienced it. It is just like, talk about having all the, like I'm free. Got a great house, great car, great family, great dogs. Like everything's great business. Like I'm doing whatever the fuck I want. And then now I have to ask for the remote.
0: Right. Right. It
1: was like a completely different thing, but it was what I needed. It was what I needed. I need to slow down. Um, and the best thing ever was not having a phone.
0: Yeah. Oh, I bet it was.
1: It was the best thing ever. I read a book every day. Right. I read at least a book, a book and a a book every two days. I was reading, and I had gone through so much, like. Self discovery and I just relaxed. Remember, I was telling you the fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Like I was relaxed. Like
0: you didn't feel like somebody was coming to attack you or life was coming to attack you.
1: Literally and yeah. no news. Can't watch the news. Can't talk to anyone. I talk to my fiance once every couple of days.
0: Right. Shit. We all Don't, need that part.
1: <laughs> um. Literally, like ev- I believe everybody needs a break and. I talk about it because there's like this stigma with mental health and addiction and all that stuff. It's like, you know, stigmatize me motherfuckers. I don't give a fuck what you think. Well, I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm really
0: excited that you're talking about this. I grew up um, around a lot of addiction. Um, I've, it's, it's something that's um, a, not so much a part of my life anymore, but like I, around a lot of people who have dealt with a lot of things. Um, and it's funny because I started going to therapy last year, I think. And um, I was talking about the way I grew up and things like that. And my therapist just looked at me and went, you know, that's not normal, right? And it was this, this like, fuck, like, like, that's how I grew up. It is, it was normal to me, you know what I mean? And, And just to hear that and to have to like really think about it in a different way, like I can make things different for, you know, like my my son and things like that was was very eye opening. So I am very excited that you are being open about this because I think it happens to so many more people, or they're around it, or you know, than than people think. You yeah, know, and it's, it's
1: we're all numbing. Like the the marijuana for me, the cannabis was numbing. Right. It was, and I had to like write letters to it, being like, "Thank mm-hmm. you for, thank you so much for helping me survive." Right but now it's time for you to go like i love so, you
0: so <laughs> let me ask you this because you were very open about it um you know on social media prior to this um have you gotten people like like still sending you like can't wait to smoke a joint with you like oh, messages yeah yeah
1: and i just say hey i'm sober now lol Right. And they're just like, oh my God, what an asshole. I'm like, no, no, like, but, but <laughs> right. do you know what I did get? And w- before, I, before I tell you this, I want to go back to what you said about that you can make things different for your son
0: mm-hmm.
1: because I was asked on the Shop Talk podcast, they were saying like, what how does someone actually make a change? Like when they're like afraid to go through the door and like actually go through the opening to make a change in their lives. And I said on the shop talk podcast, I was like, you need leverage. You need a reason why. And my leverage for making these changes in my life. Um, and it's something that I held on to so greatly is the leverage I change is that I can break the cycle. Yep. I can break the motherfucking cycle. Like I can break the cycle. I can break the cycle. If I continue this journey, I'm going to traumatize my. (laughs) Right. Like It can break the cycle. And when you said that, that's powerful to me. And I relate to that, like on a deep, deep, deep level, because for everybody, you need a reason why, or you're not going to make the change. So what's your leverage? What is the reason why, what is life going to look like on the other side of this?
0: Well, and so many people, not even, not even with drugs or, you know, like I talk a lot about money, like even with money, like the story that you grew up with is not the story that you have to continue. Like you can figure out a way to take action and change your individual story. And I think so many people, I know for me for the longest time, well, I just thought this was my life, like. I grew up this way, so I have to have a life very similar to this. Like it's just how it works and it's just not how it works. It's not.
1: You have the power to break the cycle. And I think that um, that is one of the most powerful pieces of leverage, especially if you have a family, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, my biggest fear is to traumatize my children. I right. want to have children. I w- I wish I could have ten children. You know what I mean? Like you I want. <laughs> I, <laughs> know. I like <laughs> I, 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 know I say that, but like what I envy so much, and this is because my dad was in jail most of the time, and my mom was working so that we could be uh, taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll never say anything bad about my mother. Like you know what I mean? But she was not there. So like one of the biggest things I envy, and like I'll get choked up, is like I never had family dinners. Like I never had like you know, that kind of like family connection. It was always me and my brother who I loved to death, but like I was raising him at a very young age and I had no choice. Do you know what I mean? And I love him and I did every, the best that I could, but you know, I want a lot of kids. Like I want my own family. Like I want to break the cycle. Like I want to, like, I don't want to be working all the time. So my kids don't have me. You know, and it's something that like, I look at myself and weed isn't my only addiction. You know what I mean? There's a lot, there's alcohol, there's weed, the sex, the drugs, fucking uh, work, money, s- significance, you know, the the validation, love addiction, right. validation. Right. Everyone needing to tell you that you're worthy of being in the room, you know, like my, like the likes, comments, like the, all, all that stuff, that's addiction. And yeah. being on my phone for eight hours a day, it's love addiction.
0: Yep. Yep. I need I, to know
1: that I'm okay. I need to know that I'm performing. And these posts are the way that I could find, you know what I mean? It's a lot. Oh, I is, I haven't shared that, but that's very- No, nice. I know
0: exactly what you mean. So 2020, um, obviously everyone was craving connection. And then, you know, I stopped working behind the chair. And when you work behind the chair, you get every, like five people, 10 people a day, you get saying, oh my God, I love my hair. And then they hand you money for it. And you just leave, like, you feel like you're somebody. Well, when I stopped working behind the behind the chair, it was like, there was no more everyday validation, and I found myself on my phone. I'm still struggling with the phone situation, um, but I find myself on me the too, phone. Me too. I'm, I'm not perfect. I cannot wait until somebody sends me a message. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, oh my god, I get to have a conversation. Oh my god, somebody liked the podcast. Oh my god, like somebody like resonates with what I'm saying, and that's exactly what I'm doing. Is I'm looking for outside validation, and that's been the past month. I really realized it, and it's like. I, I'm trying to hone in and be like, I know who I am. I don't need mm-hmm. someone else to tell me who I am, especially someone who doesn't fucking know me in the first place. Like, I appreciate that everyone loves it. Like, But, like, I need to be okay with not caring if they love it.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, one of the big things you could do is
0: affirmations. Yes. Yeah. That, I've been journaling a lot.
1: Corny. It sounds I, corny, but – No, it's
0: not. Yeah. And I've been journaling a lot. I forgot that how much I like to write. I have, I used to write all the time in middle school and high school and I forgot how much I enjoyed it. So I've, I, I did have, too. yeah, I, I've um, been writing, I write letters to my son that I'm going to give to him when he oh. has a kid. And then I write letters to myself and like, I don't do it every day. You know, I do it when I feel like it. Like, I don't like put that pressure on myself either of like, you have to wake up and journal every day. Mm-hmm. Like because I don't know, I just, I won't do it. And then I'll be disappointed. <laughs> but um, it's been super helpful because it is, it's, it's, I think, especially as hairstylists, like we, we ever, I think every hairstylist needs the validation. Nobody wants to go to work and do somebody's hair and, and them not like it or not it's get a pat human, on the back.
1: Every right. human being, like we grow up and we have like the space in our heart. And if we didn't get what we need when we needed it, that space, it becomes having holes in it. And then we, if we get hurt or someone says like, you're fat, you're ugly, you're stupid, you're not smart enough. That goes in that hole. And that's like a limiting belief that we carry for our entire lives. So we have to tell ourselves like, I'm beautiful. I'm strong. I'm healthy. I used to look at myself in the mirror and like cry, like, you know, cause I lost almost a hundred pounds. Like I lost a lot of weight. And like, I was like, so mean to myself. Right. And now I'm just like, I'm healthy. I'm up, I'm up, I'm awake, I'm here, I'm doing it. And it's doing it so that I can live a long life. So I could see my children's children's, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so that when I do get pregnant, cause I'm going to be 30 and I'm very like nervous about that kind of stuff. Like I want to, when I have, I don't have any kids yet. And I want to make sure that my body's in peak health so that I have less complications and, you know, that I take really good care of myself because I just want to make sure that while, even while in the womb, even while being thought about that, our kids never have uh, that stress and like, uh, anxiety. Cause like it all carries over. Right. You know, I learned a lot about like, even when, you know, my mom was pregnant with me, like the stress and trauma and all that stuff. And it's like, there's a lot that goes into it and you have to put yourself first and take
0: care of yourself.
1: It's yeah. like the literal number one advice I give to people now, number
0: one advice, take care of yourself. Yeah. Amen. And even when you don't want to, you know, like I know exercise makes me feel good, but I don't fucking want to do it all the time. But sometimes you just have to force yourself and then you're always so glad that you did.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and what- it doesn't even get cold where you're at. Are you, is it cold? Though? No, it's
0: cold. Yeah. I mean, it's not as cold how as cold? where you're at, but
1: <laughs> how, I'm
0: going to say how cold is it? Cause I, I went for a think- walk
1: and it was 19 degrees this morning. Oh yeah.
0: It's not that cold. I think it's forties maybe right oh now? Oh my
1: God. That's a dream yesterday or the day before yesterday, it was 40 degrees outside. And I go for a walk with one of my friends and we're out there at like 7 AM. It's 40 degrees. Like, like a t-shirt. Oh <laughs> Literally, I took my sweater, my sweatshirt off or right around my waist, but this morning it's like 19 degrees. I'm like, Oh my God. But I need to be with nature in the morning. I need to be out without my phone breathing air. You know what right. I mean? It, it's very, it's, it's a game changer, a nice walk in the morning, start your day.
0: So 2020 has been hard because I know what I, I need for myself, but I can't necessarily always give it to myself because right now, and I know a lot of people listening might have, hopefully not by the time you're listening to this, but might have kids at home that you have to be home with. Like right now my five-year-old is in school online mm-hmm. from nine to three mm-hmm. thirty, and like, we can't leave the house. Like, and it has taken such a toll on me in like. I feel like I'm in a prison that I love. I love my home, but I like, you know, you can't just get out and do things. Um, what time so, do you wake up? Well, <laughs> 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 so I always say I'm going to be an early riser, but I'm like a seven, 7 a.m. Oh I my be- God.
1: Listen, stop. No. Oh my God. <laughs> you got to get up at four.
0: So my husband gets up at four 30 to go to the gym. And, um, he's at Let's work go. six. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Well, it's funny because I used to be an early riser until I had my son. And then mm-hmm. I started, you know, then when I was working in the salon, I'd wake up like six. And then now that I like, kind of don't have to be up, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I still go to bed like nine 30, 10 though. Like I don't stay up late. It's weird. Oh, yeah. You
1: have a lot. Do you have a lot of energy throughout the day or do you have anxiety?
0: Oh yeah. Anxiety big time for sure. Okay.
1: So that is all pent up energy.
0: That's literally just
1: pent up energy that needs to come out and you can get your anxiety out by drinking, by arguing with people, by being anxious and just like biting your nails all day, or you can get it out just like by exercising in the morning. Cause it has to come out. It's
0: going to come out. Right. I've been doing YouTube videos, which is not fun for me. I was a heavy exerciser for years. And then like, now it's like, you know, quote unquote, don't have time, but, um, said
1: it before. You're like, I can't, if you, if you can't, then you must, if you must, then you will.
0: Right. I know. I, trust me, I argue with myself all the time about this. I'm going to
1: text you in like, I'm going to text you in like four days and be like, At four you? in the
0: morning, I'm going to be like, what's going on? It's been my like
1: husband changing. would be
0: like, what is wrong with you? Are you okay? <laughs> like, yeah. My
1: fiance is going to get me up with him at four ever, since we got together years ago. Yeah. Are y'all going to get married? We're... Do y'all have a date? Well, we did. It got canceled. Yeah. 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 But I really don't want my wedding to have anything to do with COVID. I don't want a mask. I don't want any, I I just, I, I just, I I won't, I'm not into it. I I appreciate that everyone has to be safe and everything, but I'm like, fuck this. I can't wait for it to be over. I hate it. I hate virtual education. I want to be on, I want to be in person. I'm put going all in on in person. I've already done the online. I've got it set up. I got my mastermind group. People can join in person is my place. Yeah. Like well, I'm just not into the whole, I, I'm just, I understand, but I'm not into it. So for my wedding, I want it to be normal as possible.
0: I, yes. I hear you on that. So I want to talk about something because I feel like you would be a good one to talk to about this. Um, Absolutely. Cancel culture has been hardcore this year um, with everything going on. And I've, I've found it really interesting because I never even had heard that, that phrase before. Um, before this year and then all of a sudden there's this big platform and everyone's speaking their mind and and people are just like well you you know hating on people constantly like
1: Mm.
0: what are your thoughts on that because my thought is like I don't keep my mouth shut because I don't have something to say I keep my mouth shut online because I don't have anything to say to people I don't know
1: well, the thing is, is if you're gonna talk about your beliefs about um, anything besides your profession, you have to have massive amounts of context. I've gotten in trouble um, here and there because I will share something that I'm just like, you know, especially with small businesses being choked out. Like right. I, I will never sit sit down and not fight for small business because we have everything on the line and we employ hundreds of thousands of people and we're the soul of the community. Like I'm just not gonna. That, that's just not me. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry. Well, there's, but- there,
0: there's no, like everyone's black and white right now. There's mm-hmm. no gray area. Like, why can't the- we believe that COVID's a thing, you know, but still fight to keep businesses open? Like, why can't we like, f- like find the gray area? Why, why does there have to be this? Like, because so- of social
1: media, it's divided. Right. Right. Literally, if you've watched The Social Dilemma, it just talks like they literally still, like within like six weeks or something of social media, you, you could be divided. Right. And um, for me, like I, the big mistake you can make is sharing without context. Yeah. If you just share something, you know, people are going to, like I shared one thing, I had a thousand people unfollow me and I was like, why did my followers drop? Because I keep a track of my insights and stuff like that. And I do lose a lot of followers every day. Um, I gain followers, but like my account loses like a lot of followers a day. Um, like most accounts, you know what right. I mean? So I'll like keep and keep watching it. And I lost, when I was in treatment, I lost like 4,000 followers because I was not active for six weeks. Right. So I was just like, damn, like I got out and that was like one of my biggest thing. I'm like, I'm going to lose like 20,000 followers. Cause I'm gone for so long. And, um, but I didn't, but I, I lose a lot. Um, but I, yeah, lost but it makes like room for
0: it makes room for better people anyway. Yeah.
1: Well, that's what I went. Yeah. That's what I wanted to say too. Is like, you know, If I I just shared something random with no context, and I got messages from people like, "Oh, so you hate this?" and I was just like, "Um, where did you get that?" Right. And you know, some people will write stuff to me, and my response is, "Get the fuck out of here." Right. (laughs) And I literally will just be like, if it's a crazy ass remark that is just no basis, a literal troll, I either don't. I always block though. You can like if you like, don't like my pricing posts and you say like, yeah I don't know. Like I disagree with this. I won't delete that. Right. That's but if different. You, like if you're mean and if you're like negative toxic and it's clear, you're a troll, I block you. And I don't give one strike, two strike, three strike. Like you'll never see content again. Like goodbye. Right. Like, you can make a fake profile and watch me, but like you're, you're done. Um, but what I've gotten in trouble is sharing out of context. And I learned that unless I'm going to go all in and be an advocate for and divide my entire audience it's not worth it because yeah. i don't care that much i, right. don't, I don't care that much I, I can't control it um and i believe that everything happens for a reason like i find my certainty in. um you know i i'm a very spiritual person i believe that rejection is god's protection so i believe with the cancel culture if that's what happens to you then it's just part of your journey yeah it's part of your journey and you have to learn from this. And maybe in all of your lives you've lived, you've not learned the lesson to um, share more context or not be like, it's just like, I believe everything is a lesson. It's all happening to you. It's, it's all happening for you. It's not happening to you. So like, that's where I find my certainty. I, I can't, sit here and be like, this happened to me because I'm a piece of shit person or this, if this, if only I did this or if I, like, do you know what I mean? Like I, I can't do that. So if I get, if I ever got canceled, which I just, I wouldn't because I wouldn't share it. I I, I know the rules. You right. have to have a lot of context. You can't just share a post and then be like, you know, no context with it. Right. Because people will take it and read it and twist it. And people have shared stuff about me saying like horrible things about me too. And I'm just like, literally me. get the fuck out of here. Right. Like get like, literally that's my response. Get the fuck out well, of Well, it's here, probably
0: people me. that don't know you anyway. Right. They, just- they know
1: nothing about me.
0: Right. Right.
1: Like nothing about me, like at all. I'm a kind person. I give to charity. I help everybody. I literally spent the last fucking money in my bank account, making sure my girls stayed in business this year. Like I'm not the type, you know, and I give more than I should for most, I'm not the greedy person and people who know me know that. And like anybody else, like you're missing out. Sorry. Like, right.
0: Do you have a funny, like, do you have any like funny, like troll comments that you've ever gotten? Like one that you're just like, Ha-ha! <laughs>
1: like <laughs> You know, it was a really hard time for me. They were kind of, they're funny looking back at it because they were absolutely right. But I was obsessed with getting my lips done when I was really heavy. I was obsessed with getting my lips done and I got them done like four times and I looked like I needed like help on my face. Oh, no. So I would go live and people would just roast me.
0: They would That's just roast up. me.
1: Oh my God. It was so bad. It well, people, was so bad.
0: People forget that there's like a human behind the screen too. They which, don't care. Yeah. Yeah. They,
1: these people who have the guts to say stuff like that, they do not care about your feelings. They're so hurt and upset that they're getting their needs met by roasting you. And, um, that, that, that is what it is. But like, they were pretty funny. Like, uh, you know, it was not kind, but they were right. Like, I definitely like went forward and my lip, Seeping into my lip line. I, I have not gotten them done since, and they look really good. There's like no I was permanent. gonna say, your lips look great. <laughs> yeah, there's no permanent damage, but oh my god! But I was like, it was addiction. It was addicting. Like I was just like, I could have like this instant change, and I'm an addictive personality. You know what right. I mean? So, to me, like those weren't really funny, but those were pretty crazy. But otherwise, you know, people don't really go nuts. Sometimes, if I share something about small business, or if I share something that's even the tiniest bit political the tiniest right. bit someone will send me a four page essay <laughs> about how it's like you ever see that meme it's just like oh you said this what about this fruit what about that oh quote? the oh, yes exactly that? that's yeah. literally the messages that I get and I'm just like you have no time you have a lot of time on your right
0: mind. right like do something that could be more productive for your life and
1: <laughs> like, I don't say, I'll just be like hey I, I can't read past the first sentence but thanks for typing it out right <laughs>
0: Well, I'm a, I always respond because I had, w- when some stuff this year happened, I had some family members send me random YouTube videos. And I'm like, if you would like to go to lunch and sit down and have a conversation, then let's do that. But like, I'm not going to watch your YouTube video that somebody made to, you know, for no reason. Like, yeah, I
1: don't have time to watch. I, I, I stay in my lane and I don't know about you. But um, I just don't have time. I, I got to stay focused on my story. I got to stay focused on what I'm doing. And I right. can't let a lot of stuff get into my head. I can't let a lot of stuff take up mental real estate. So if it's not something pertinent to my business, helping others elevate the beauty industry or the salon, I'm not it's really not worth interested. It. Yeah. I'm, I'm just not, I, I can't, I don't have the time.
0: Right. Or the mental space. I have a question for you. Yeah. What would 2021, Gina... Tell 2019,
1: Gina. Next year, Gina, what she would tell me, um, slow down. I wouldn't listen though.
0: Well, of course not.
1: Yeah, I had to learn my lesson. <laughs> yeah. 2019, Gina would not listen to anybody. 2019, Gina was like, you're either with me or against me. Right. Like, get out of my way. We're growing this. Like, you know what I mean? And 2020, Gina is, you know, she, she would also say, it's all being built around you. Yeah. It's, all hap- it's already happening. Right. Stop That's- worrying about it. It's already happening. Everything you do, the little tiny things I was doing and we do every day, it's all being built around you. I love that. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Are we done?
0: I mean, we can keep going if you want. I don't know if you're on a timeline because I could talk all na- day. I was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, that one by quick. <laughs> I, think um, I, have another,
1: I think I have another interview, but I don't know what time. Hold on. <laughs> I have, I have a little more time.
0: Okay. So what Let's. well, you pick the topic. Let's, let's chat. I'm an open book too. Let's just talk.
1: Tell me about your experience at the network when you came.
0: Okay. So I, um, flew up there. Actually, I met a friend of mine from Texas, um, up there. And, uh, first of all, That's it's awesome. It is gorgeous. The, the space itself is beautiful. And then we went to the before party, um, and, probably well I went to bed early. She did not. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it gets pretty wild. Yeah, it well it was fun because I really I like going to classes and meeting people. Like I've I've learned that like you can just meet people. Like it's not weird to be like hi I'm a stylist you want to talk you know so like um I was all about like the before thing. So uh we met um oh I always say her name wrong and she's probably gonna listen to this and be mad, but you know her. Um Asma Asma as Asma- Esmeralda. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So I Love met her. Yeah. So I we were at a table with her. So I actually met you then because you came and sat with us for a second.
1: I was and, like at a every time of those classes, I'm like at a wedding. Like I go through, I think. Right. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. Exactly. So um we met them and then um we did the, I love Tabitha. I just love her. And I love Rochelle, like love her. Like I've actually connected with her a lot this year, just via zoom. That's great. Um, so that was like the main reason that I wanted to go. And then, um, that night, no, the next day, I think we went out to eat with everybody that we had met the night before. So it was, it was awesome. It w- I highly recommend if anyone's listening, definitely go. Um, it's a beautiful space. You get to meet people. Uh, I just, I really enjoyed it. I really yeah, do. You live really close like to there? Five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I really love to make it like an experience, and it's called the network because when I was first doing the classes at GPH, like we needed more room because we were selling like a hundred tickets. Like right. people were coming, like people were showing up, and I'm like, oh my god! And then mastermind, like my mastermind group is all like the people who meet at class. Right. Pretty much. And it's online. So like, if you want to make friends, if you want to be, I always say you're the average of the five people you hang out with. Mm -hmm. So mastermind is all people who've taken my education pretty much like my master stylist class. And that's coming back in 2020. But in 2019, I taught this class called master stylist certification two day class. I go all through business. It's next level. The the business is next level. A lot of my students grew their business 30 to 50% they grew their business. One of my stylists is just like, I made an extra $40,000 this year. That's and I'm just awesome. like, you're fucking savage. You did that. Right. But the master stylist class, it, and it goes through my hair techniques, business techniques, all of that. And that two-day class, because of it was only 50 people and that's how the classes are going to be at network. There's usually 200. The classes are going to be way more intimate. Um, and I'll give you a link for this, but if
0: people yeah, want to sign up,
1: to sign up to be notified when they go on sale, they're going on sale soon, but um, we're at limited capacity. So there's not going to be like a ton of tickets, but mastermind and the networking factor of all of it. I call it the network because it, that people come there. It's not just taking a class. You come there, you meet people, you like, I have people who've met and like started a podcast together. I've had people who've met and you know, they, one lives in California, the other lives in Texas. And then I see them in New York at a class together. It's like, where you really meet like amazing people who are like next level and I'm I'm proud to have education that's next level, you know, that brings that type of person. It, It really, my education attracts like high level artists because they know that I'm not gonna bullshit them all day long. I'm not going to sit there and be like, take my next class to find out this. Um, no, you're going to come there. Your head's going to want (laughs) to (laughs) explode. Yeah. And, and it really attracts like high level artists or somebody who wants to be high level. So mastermind really just brings those people together. And, um, it includes a lot. It's, it's, I I price everything very low. And to be honest with you, Missy in 2021, like I'm giving my information, like on my podcast, I'm literally just going to do business classes. Right. I have 25 business episodes lined up where I'm just going to, I want to elevate the beauty industry. You don't right. have to pay me. You don't have to pay me for my information.
0: Okay. Well, when you do um, something you're passionate about, the money comes naturally anyway.
1: Yeah. And like what I'm selling really is I want to meet you. Right. Like I want you to sign up for coaching with me. I want you right. to join mastermind and do the bi-weekly coaching because I'm doing coaching calls. Q and a zooms every Mm -hmm. other week. And I want you to come to the network, right? Those are the things that I want. I, I have courses. If you want to sit down, do the whole pricing course, that's a strategy. I want to help you with the psychology. I want to meet you. I want to help you grow. I want to connect you with people. And I want you to have like experience of a lifetime at the network. So for me, you know, Mastermind stuff like that. And the events there, it's about connect. Like I always say, like if I were a tree, I'd be a Christmas tree. Cause I love to bring <laughs> people together. Oh, I it's, love
0: that. <laughs> it is
1: literally, and that's a good job interview answer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I would ask people, what kind of tree would you be? And somebody asked this to me and I was, I, I said that like off the cut. Right. Like you
0: just thought of that really? I feel like I would say I have a palm tree because I like the beach. Like, <laughs> so yeah, I would never hire
1: you. I'd be like, okay, she likes to go on vacation. She's not going to show up. <laughs>
0: exactly. First exactly.
1: strong and tall
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: of a cactus, a little prickly.
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's but awesome.
1: You, it's I'm really grateful that you came and you like that you flew in and you you came there. Like I like compare, I don't like to compare myself to really anybody. Cause I don't think there's anybody doing what I'm doing. It's just different. Right. It's like apples to oranges, but I like to compare the network to nine zero one. Like, I think that it was always a dream of mine to go to nine zero one as a yes. stylist. That it was, that was, was a, that was on different. my
0: 2020 list, but you know, yeah.
1: it's <laughs> always a dream to go yeah. there. I think that their salon is very well known and you know, I would just love to go hang out with Nikki and Rihanna. Like I would, did you loved. go or not yet? I taught on BC TV.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So that to me was like exceeded going.
0: <laughs> what was, what was your, um, what moment were you like, holy shit? Like, I, I don't want to say made it because does anyone really ever like make it? But w- what was your moment where you're like, oh my God, like, this is like, this is Lady next. Gaga,
1: Lady Gaga yeah. music video. Yeah.
0: Like,
1: okay. Getting signed by Joyco That was a dream come true for me because right. it proved to me that. My value is not just a stylist, not just an independent stylist, not just a salon owner, not just an educator. I started in my mom's fucking kitchen with a cosmetology license and I'm a fucking beauty brand spokesperson, right? Like I'm a mega influencer and that shows you what you can do with this license. And when I say elevate the beauty industry, that's my journey. That's where I started in my mom's kitchen when Sandy Hook happened in Connecticut, I had like 10 people in my living room. No one left my living room. My driveway was full. Like all my clients when they were done, they just stayed. And th- that's a moment I just remember because like, even then, like in my kitchen, it was like, I was looking around. I'm like, damn, I have a business in my kitchen. Right. Like, and I got reported for like having too many cars in the driveway, but really that's a thing. Oh my god, yeah. I was running a, I wasn't running a legal business. Everything I say now, I'm like, I hope I don't get arrested. But, um, you know, I compare the network to nine zero one because I think that what I do and how I can change somebody's life, not even just with the information, but with the experience, the connections, the the value is unreal. And I try to make it absolutely crazy. To go and anyone who's listening
0: who who doesn't under, cause I know for me, it took me like 14 to 15 years to understand, like going to a class and like meeting somebody that you don't know. Like I highly, highly encourage you to walk up to somebody and have a conversation with them that you did not go there with or go to yeah. a class alone. That because- will happen
1: at the network. That will just happen. Yes. It, you don't you- have to be nervous. It's not like the kind of vibe where it's just like, I attracted the, a certain kind of person Right. It's very rare that you get like the stuck up, judgmental shrew that comes in and just thinks they're better than everyone or is judging. Like people are like laughing, they're crying, they're having moments, they're like singing karaoke because we have right. like, karaoke. <laughs> now. It's you're not, it's that just happens at the network. And I, with what you're saying, it's true. Like you have to meet other people and it's life changing.
0: Right. And I think people who like wait for their friend to buy a ticket before they go somewhere, like you're missing out on an opportunity. Like if you want to do something, don't wait for somebody else to do it with you. You need to do it on your own and, and it's, it's always worth it. It's always, always worth it.
1: Leaders don't wait for things to happen. Leaders do it.
0: Right. Amen to that. <laughs> and leaders they do it scared and imperfect. Wait. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Courage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leaders so, don't wait.
0: I'm backing up for one second because I just thought of this quote that I think you would like when we were talking about um, kids and changing your story, Um, be the parent that you needed when you were a child.
1: So cute. Yeah. So So
0: if you like quotes, then there's one for you.
1: I have a question question for you. Have you read The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown?
0: No, but I love Brene Brown. I like, there are a lot of them up there, but no, I have not read that one yet.
1: She has um, an interview on Oprah, and it's like all about if you like Google Brene Brown, Oprah, just watch all of them. But one of yeah. them is about imperfection, and she talks about her parenting manifesto.
0: Mm-hmm. You'll
1: freaking, cry. Cry. you'll cry. I don't. She even always makes me cry. I don't it's- even have kids, and I'm like crying. The yeah. gifts of imperfection was my favorite book when I was in treatment, and I'm home I bought everybody at that book.
0: Daring greatly changed my life. My it changed my relationship with my mom.
1: To read Darren Greatly.
0: It's, it's good. It, it made me think differently and talk to her differently in a way that like we could like heal a little bit. And like, I love Brene Brown. Love her. Do you listen to her podcast? She has a podcast? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is I'm it? I'm oh, unlock, unlock. Hold on. I will show you real quick. It, um, they, uh, I don't listen to it all. Unlocking Us. If you can scroll back to the um, apology one, it's like a two-part one. Oh my I mean I was like bawling crying. I wanted to send it to so many people. Yeah. I love
1: her. I'm I gonna listen her. to that. Thank you.
0: Yeah. I didn't know she great. had a
1: podcast.
0: Oh, she's great. Yeah. I
1: prefer audio.
0: Yeah. So, I I'm a big I'm a big podcaster now. I mean, I listen to Joe Rogan all the time. I love <laughs> like, them. um, but goals. But, you know, I just, you know, I like him because, again, like I don't like the black and white. Like, I don't like like if you believe this, then you're on this side. If you believe this, you're on this side. I like like it. Why is it not okay to question things? Like, why why can't you question things? Um, you know, and I don't know. Like, learn from both sides. I guess I don't I think know. that
1: a lot of the time the people who are like the most divided are the loudest. And like, think of Joe Rogan's following, and think of like how many people listen to his podcast. Like there, that's is like most of America. I feel is like people who are kind of like, like for me, like I'm very conservative with like m- financials and and business and stuff like that. However, like I believe in human rights, right? Uh, you know, and trans and gay people and uh, LGBTQ and women and like I, I, I'm like full on with right. all of that. I, and you know, I I'm think that's majority of mixed. America. That's why I feel like yeah. Joe Rogan, like his, like, look how big his audience is. Right. And that's, I feel like that's kind of most, you
0: know. Well, that's why journalists own. hate him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course.
1: And like most people just like who are the loudest are the most divided. Mainly because they just want to get attention. And, they, right. and if you don't want to listen to another human being and, you know, have a, a normal conversation, it's just like, bye. You're going right. to end up lonely. No one's going to, everybody, nobody likes that, you know?
0: Now, are you one of those people? Because I'm finding I'm one of these people that, like, I don't want to have, like, surface level conversations anymore. Like, I don't want to talk about the weather. Like, I want to talk about, like, I want to get deeper, like, almost all the time, which I don't know. Not everyone likes that. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> well, we have to have boundary conversations.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm very, like, I
1: just, like, in a state right now because I think that the world needs it. Like the industry needs like honesty. Yeah. They they don't need to be bullshitted and I, I have a lot to share. So I'm really grateful you had me on and let me share with your audience, which Absolutely. I'm sure you're all amazing people and I'm grateful you spent the time with
0: me. You can come on anytime you want, Gina. Oh my God.
1: Anytime. I'm yeah. Love to just just let me, me know. Me. I'm, I'm, me I'm just
0: like- home. I'm just home hanging out. Like you're just... <laughs> I love um, it. Where can people find you? Oh, I'm, I'm on Instagram.
1: At, I am Gina Bianca. I'm starting YouTube next year. My goal is to have 50 YouTube videos and 50 podcasts. That's like my big, big goal of 2021. And I'll do it. I just, I have to stay on my schedule. So you could find me Gina Bianca podcast, Gina Bianca on YouTube. I am Gina Bianca on Instagram. I just want you to come to the network. Do it. I want to meet you.
0: Yeah. yeah it's such a cool you, building you too
1: it's it's an experience from yeah. the time that you get there to the time that you leave, it's an experience. I guarantee it. yeah, it's and worth it. The classes will be much more intimate, so I just it's all happening to you it's all happening for life is not happening to you, it's happening for you and you know, I built the network to host 200, and am I sad that I can't host 200 people for the near future? Yeah, but I honestly think that the events that we're going to have this year are going to be completely different. It'll happen. It's going to be next level for the people who come. It's going to be much more intimate and have a lot more time to spend with people. And um, I really think that
0: this year is going to be incredible. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you so, so much. Once again, I want to thank you so much for listening to Backroom Beauty Talks. I appreciate everybody who sends me amazing feedback. I love um, anytime somebody shares it because it gets the word out to other people. And I've really realized that I'm enjoying talking a little bit more beyond the chair. So if you have a story that you think other hairstylists um, would really benefit from listening to whether it be something that could maybe motivate them or even just make them feel like they're not alone. Please reach out to me. I would love to have you on and have a conversation. Um, so yeah, so don't forget, go ahead and share it on Instagram. Don't forget to tag me at Misty Jane, um, and leave a review if you're really feeling fancy. (laughs) Thanks. Talk to you on the next one.